0: Welcome to Stories of Impact. I'm producer Tavia Gilbert. Every first and third Tuesday, journalist Richard Sergey and I bring you conversations about the science behind innovative tools that help human beings flourish. This season, we are exploring all aspects of human flourishing, from education to happiness to the arts. And in today's episode, we delve into how humans flourish through music and listening, our guest is the internationally acclaimed musician, composer, and band leader Winton Marsalis. At the age of 60, after a long, successful career, Marsalis identifies not only as a solo artist and a group leader, but as an educator and a leading advocate of American culture. Though he has traveled the world, making music with some of the most celebrated performers on the planet, there is one group of artists whose budding genius and pure pleasure in music making delights him most and gives him perhaps his greatest feeling of flourishing as a man and a musician. Here's Winton Marsalis.
1: So when you hear a group of kids playing, they just, the way they look, and they just, oh man, I love that. I love that feeling so much. Just to play with them. Sometimes I'll go in a trumpet section. Of course, they wouldn't have any idea of who I was. They'd say, wow, this guy is here and he's playing with us. But like sometimes the little kids, they'd be third graders. They'd look at me and go, man, you, you're pretty good. Or, How long have you been playing? I'd say, oh, 45 years. And they, you know, to eight-year-old, they 45 years, they think, are you in the Bible? You know, they <laughs> yeah, just to listen to them play and to just hear them, the kind of space they play in, you know. And to be honest with you, when I was really on the road all the time, there's not anything I wouldn't do to hear a good elementary school band. You know, I wrote a very complex piece, and at the end of it, I gave our band instructions play like an elementary school band. We could never do it. We could never do it.
0: When Marsalis sat down with Richard Sergey recently to discuss his own artistic evolution, education was at the heart of their conversation. It was from his famous jazz musician father, Ellis and from other older musicians that Wynton Marsalis first received his own education, not only in music, but in the powerful act of listening.
1: Listening can unlock the key to understanding. I remember when I was young, I played in a parade with older musicians. Man, I was nine or ten. I couldn't play. I was just playing, and my father said, told me, you should always play in relation to what you know. So if you don't know anything, don't play that much. If you know a lot, play more. Now I was in high school, I was playing modern jazz. I didn't really respect traditional music. This is the 70s, man, we had our Afros. We didn't think that much about the older music. I think everybody was just Uncle Tom. I'm playing up and down the trumpet. They have nothing to do with the song. So one of the older musicians said, hey son, can you stop playing up and down your horn and play the music we're playing? So I took exception to him telling me that. I said, man, I'm playing modern music, man. What y'all are playing is that's old. That's not. He said, listening don't get old, son. He said, that was interesting where he went. He said, listening don't get old, son. He said, if listening is too much for you, settle on being quiet. <laughs> so, so it's a humility in listening. It's a humility in genuflection. Music teaches you how to listen harder than you play because most of the time your experience is listening. That's why I always love to play with great musicians because I'm going to be spending a lot of time listening. Yeah, I love listening. There's just so much honesty. And the other thing about when you're playing music, when you're doing the best you can do, there's a spiritual thing that's in it. And you can't play down and have the same feeling. Listening is very important. It's a genuflection, and it's the way to understand, because listening has to come before understanding. And then when you can digest your understanding, and you can always hear deeper and deeper into things. I love to listen to silence.
0: As Marcellus matured in his craft as a musician, listening continued to provide a path to maturing as a man and as a citizen.
1: I would listen to the recordings of people who could play, and man, I wonder if we could really actually play like these people are playing with that kind of depth of expression and virtuosity, and insight, play blues, be able to play on harmonic progressions, play inside of a rhythm that nobody really played in, and uh, develop my sound, and also to negotiate the relationship between entertainment and enrichment. I was never against entertainment, but I wanted to be a musician who could enrich people with their sound. And I wondered if that was possible because that wasn't, I didn't see that being rewarded. Enrichment is something that brings you into a more productive relationship with your humanity. And it doesn't mean everybody has to want that. For our culture, obviously, we don't. So that's clear. But those who are interested in delivering that have to deliver that, even though there's no indication or very little indication that there's any type of real interest in that.
0: Marcellus's inner spirit has always led him to offer audiences more than mere entertainment. And his value system and mission have remained strong despite external challenges.
1: For me, it's been a struggle to see the menstrual show come back via hip hop and the use of the M word and all this stuff in the public space. So, yeah, it's a challenge for society as I get older to see the struggles my students have and just to see your whole culture go in a direction that you definitely did not ever endorse and to be able to accept as a part of your maturity and your growth. It just because you think something should go a certain way doesn't mean it goes that way. And to be not embittered or not to be angry, because the time frame references or where you are in the cycle is not where you would like it to be. It's been a part of my maturity. And I'm, as I've grown older through my 50s, I've been more and more able to accept
0: that. Marcellus was inspired by his father's own unwavering value system. Ellis Marsalis was the patriarch of a family that included six sons, four of whom grew into their own musical careers. But before Winton's extraordinary career matured, he first had to grow into an appreciation for his father's commitment to offer his music to the world, even when playing for at times very humble audiences. Embracing his father's example, has since connected Winton to a global community of artists, young and old, experienced and just emerging.
1: I saw my father once playing the club with no people, one person. It's two o'clock in the morning. I was maybe eleven or twelve. The club called Lou and Charlie's, and he could lock the club. So I said, "Man, let's go, man. You know, one so this guy is drunk. Let's just lock the club up. Most people would be kind of embarrassed, you know, or something. My father looked at me and he said, man, why don't you go sit your ass down and listen to some music for a change? So I went and sat down. Man, between 2 o'clock in the morning and 2.30 on Lampard Street in an empty club, I listened to my father, who I had heard play in my house, and I just looked around the club. And I thought, what makes a guy do this, play that well for nobody? And I saw him do it. So then I think about all the mothers I've met after gigs, all the kids I've taught. It's thousands upon thousands, man. All the bands I went into. Every time I put my hand on a kid or hug somebody, or told them, man, you sound great. How did you learn how to play that? All the people who cooked meals for me and for my band. All the bandstands we've been on. We opened up a restaurant in Eastern Europe one night. The guy had closed his restaurant and we went 11.30 at night and we started playing. He opened it and said, man, this is... Unbelievable, you know. Yeah, it's all one moment, you know. It's all, it all has the spirit in it.
0: The spiritual component of his artistry, what he calls the spirit or the great all, has become of primary importance in Marsalis's life. And it's also what connects him to global networks of music makers and music lovers.
1: The spirit is the great all. And before there's anything, there's a thing. That exists of all possibilities. And those possibilities always exist because the great all is endless possibilities. And we all are embodied with a connection to that great, it's an I am, it's always present, that is always. And it is not in a (laughs) cycle. It's not in a cycle. The great all is so great that we can't comprehend it. But if we are still enough, if we are still enough, then we can begin to touch it. It's a depth. It goes deep inside, and it's way outside. It's all the opposites, reconciled. And it seems like what I'm saying is complex, but it's very simple.
0: For Marsalis, the great all, or endless possibility, is inextricably linked with human flourishing.
1: For human beings to flourish, it means that you have healthy cycles. A healthy cycle, can it has some disappointment in it. It's like a balanced meal, not dessert. That's a part of it. And you have expectations, productivity, disappointment, failure, success. So when you flourish, you're able to negotiate the range of experiences that come with a cycle. And when you're flourishing, it means you're always stepping toward maturity. And maturity is always the ability to go through all the steps necessary to achieve what it is you know something to be that you would like to achieve.
0: What is Marsalis's definition of human flourishing?
1: I think it's when different parts of a human being are nourished over time and those parts that can grow, begin to grow and continue to grow. It's a balance and it's a feeling of being inside of an ecosystem that is relatively healthy.
0: Marsalis says flourishing doesn't only come from being part of a healthy ecosystem, but from the fulfillment of one's purpose in life.
1: We all come on Earth with different missions and having an environment that enables you to fulfill whatever that mission may be.
0: And Marsalis says, the incomprehensible great all, spirit, will always be embodied in an artist's mission to flourish in their unique self-expression.
1: The spirit is the thing that, that cannot be defined, but that's very real. It's like what is in Louis Armstrong's sound is what is in the comprehension of Shakespeare, why he can put together terms that are the opposite in such a creative way, to be or not to be, that is the question. It's two opposite things. You take your great poets like like William Butler Yeats, as always, you know, these opposites and great musicians. Well, the musician is speaking in all of those spaces at one time. And the great all is endless creativity, endless imagination. If you put every person on earth together, And you could put that into one person. (laughs) That would be the greatest and most terrible person ever. And it's about riding the wave, the electric wave of opposites. And the spirit is that thing that gives life its quality. And everyone understands the spirit. Everyone.
0: Artists, poets, and musicians express the complexity of their souls, not only for their own joy, meaning, and purpose, but as an offering to an audience, prompting Richard to clarify, So community and flourishing really important together.
1: Man, there's absolutely no question about that. That's the spirit. It's hard if you have to manifest the spirit by yourself. You're not enough.
0: The fulfillment of Marcellus's own mission, taking his music all over the world and learning from communities of musicians, has allowed him to flourish. His musical mission has enriched his life, both materially and spiritually. But he has no illusions about which means of enrichment is the most sustainable and which offers the greatest pleasure.
1: Sometimes I go to people's homes who are really wealthy and they're not around anything. And I think, man, I hope nothing ever happens to you because you're not gonna make it down. (laughs) Whereas somebody will have nothing. And they'll be surrounded by neighbors and people they know, just generally. I think I'm the happier people than the people I've seen. They've been with people. They've been around people. And they have a, a community of people, an ecosystem that is balanced.
0: It's through the balanced ecosystem of music making that Marsalis has explored most deeply the universal experience of being human. And such depths are available for any listener to explore The universality of human experience is inherent in music itself.
1: Music can be understood universally because it's so internal. And you figure the deeper you get inside of a human being, the more we're the same. And when you get to spirit, it is the same. So I could look at your face. Externally, I know who you are. If I were looking at your skeleton, I'd have a harder time. Now, if I looked at your liver or your spleen or your intestines, I have no chance of knowing that. If I look at blood vessels, man, (laughs) then I start to get down to the molecular level, and then the atomic level, and then the spirit is all one. It's just so multifaceted that we think whatever our take on it is individual, but it's not. So music is so internal, it's atomic. It's thoughts and aspirations and dreams and hopes and memories. It's all the things that are inside of us that we don't know, we're sharing until we have a collective kind of expression of a desire or a dream. So what I've learned traveling the world with different people is that things mean different things to different people. And many times the deepest meaning is beyond your understanding. So you listen and learn as much as you can because each thing that you learn that you don't understand the meaning of enhances and enriches your understanding of yourself.
0: No matter the language, the culture, the geography, the history. Music allows us to develop flourishing relationships with others across time and space.
1: When I was in Poland, I was in Krakow, and there's a thing that they played years ago. I can still remember the fanfare that some musicians taught me and said this was a trumpet player was on the tower in Krakow, and he played the fanfare to say so people were coming to attack us. And when you play this fanfare, you go, tapa, tapa, and you cut it off quickly, because that's when the trumpeter got shot in the neck by an arrow. So that means that when you play that fanfare, that music is connected to something. Or when I played with great musician, Fefaku Faku, in South Africa, we were in his home. And I, was, I had never really heard African musicians really swing in 4-4 like a certain way. And he pulled a record out from like 1968 or 69. He said, man, listen to this record. (laughs) Man, they were swinging like John Coltrane or something. I said, wow, man, I I didn't know that. He started to talk about, you know, the relationship of the swing rhythm and who these musicians were, what they were trying to do with their music and how they speak. I could go on and on around the world, great musicians and people I played with. And uh, it's always education. They're always teaching. And the thing that I've learned is you don't know what things mean. So, you know, learn because you. Learning is so much fun. And when there's music, it's a lot of
0: fun. The power of music to help people and communities flourish, whether in New Orleans, Krakow, or South Africa, offers Marsalis a sense of peace and an unshakable hope for the future of humanity.
1: If you think about the mythology we have, the general mythology, just, and once again, it's a generalization in the world is that the world is gonna be destroyed by a nuclear bomb and that AI is gonna take over and Big Brother is gonna know everything that you're doing and you better have some nature skills because you're not gonna be able to get food. We're gonna destroy the ocean. There's not gonna be any water and people are gonna have a hellacious war and the economies are gonna collapse and we're just gonna go so deep into some hedonism that it seems like all is lost and the future is not human. The future is only in robotics and in technology. I see the opposite future. I see humanity. I see people getting stronger. I see people cleaning the ocean. I see people confronting problems. I see people developing their spirituality to a higher level to where there's no need to kill people and commit crimes. I see all kinds of innovations where an innovation is not connected to an individual. And there's no need for you to put your name on something and say, I did this, this is my innovation. But that the act of living itself will be communal and innovative. Because any three people get together with a thought, they're gonna innovate something. And everywhere I go, I see human creativity and innovation. And it's easy to walk past all the things that you see every day without understanding how miraculous what you're seeing is and how fantastically creative human beings are and how it's exponential when we come together and i don't see a future where greed takes over everything it is now it's been our trajectory and maybe we do have to have some type of cataclysmic event to chastise us and to force us to come together but i just i'm a believer in consciousness and when i look at the long timeline of human advancement that doesn't mean bad things will not happen It means I don't think that's where this equation is going. So I see many innovations in music and art, and all of them involve more and more people being involved with things in a deeper, more communal expression, and things that are less about individual achievement and more about collective achievement.
0: What Marcellus has learned through music is to see and acknowledge the paradoxical in human life that two opposites can exist side by side, and we humans find ways to accept the tension between them through listening, through learning, and through playing our instrument, whatever that means for us. There is so much to learn in the tensions we've experienced this season, between the arts and science, faith and reason, happiness and suffering. Thanks for joining us on our journey to explore these tensions and all the incredible ways humans flourish. In two weeks, we'll be back with another extraordinary American leader in the arts, dancer and choreographer Judith Jamison, to talk about the way humans flourish through dance. Here's a preview. What makes me flourish? (laughs) Is being around dancers, just being around them, you know, and working with them and feeling that energy coming off of them. We're all there and we're all after the same sublimeness. And that when that happens to you, it's I can't even explain it. It's like your feet are not on the ground. They are above the ground. Stay tuned for the full interview. In the meantime, if you liked today's story of impact, we'd be so grateful if you'd help us reach new audiences by taking a moment to follow the podcast and by rating and reviewing us. Join us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and visit us at storiesofimpact.org. This has been the Stories of Impact podcast with Richard Sergey and Tavia Gilbert. Written and produced by Talkbox and Tavia Gilbert, with associate producer Katie Flood. Music by Alexander Filipiak. Mix and master by Kayla Elrod. Executive producer, Michelle Cobb. The Stories of Impact podcast is generously supported by Templeton World Charity Foundation.